0: Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr, All my cheese heads, go pack go. Ain't sure with no mercy cut no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.
1: Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Dean here as always with wags and wags. The last couple of days we've had Green Bay Packer mini camp. The Packers are back in Green Bay. Great to see the whole team together. Uh Allen Lazard not not present but you know the the big name right up front is Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay, looking loose, smiling, but also getting serious, having some of that quality time with this young wide receiver core. The leader of the pack is back in Green Bay and all smiles after last season, a big change of pace. How are you feeling, Wags? And happy June to you, June 9th already.
0: Absolutely. And happy thirsty Thursday, Dane. uh, It's perfect evening to talk pack and have a beer here tonight. I feel great. What a difference a year makes, huh? With, with Aaron Rodgers is in mini camp and we can actually talk football, which I'm excited to do here tonight. First extended look at the rookie class. I know we had rookie camp and some, uh, optional OTA here before this week, but uh, I think we got a, a little bit more of an extended look, uh, with Packer media being able to watch practices on Tuesday and Wednesday. Of course, today, Dane, uh, they canceled practice and went and had a team bonding activity with some paintball. I like and it. so I think those guys got to to go out there and have some fun, perfect day to get out there and do that. But um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I, I guess everything's resolved, man, because um, I didn't know if they would excuse him from mini camp just as more of a veteran thing, not because of the situation he was in last year. Uh, but uh, I, I'm not sure. It seemed like he wanted to be there. Um, he's got some new guys to to work with in the wide receiver core. And it's, it's really good to see because I think these practices matter. Uh, as, as crazy as it is to say, with as much football as these guys play, maybe not as much. For Aaron Rodgers, but uh, for those young wide receivers that he's going to have to be working with this year, I think it matters a lot. So I was uh, very happy to see Aaron involved at practice, practicing and and doing his usual thing out there on the football field.
1: Yeah, I you know, and there's the argument out there, and I, I get why they say it. It's like Aaron's you know four time MVP. He doesn't need the practice. Sure. You know what? I actually agree. That's that's fair. But you know who does is is uh, Christian Watson and and Dubs and, and Torre and you know all these young wide receivers that just haven't even gotten that many looks with them. Hell, even guys like Tyler Davis who are expecting to step up at the tight end position this year. We want to see those young guys out there um, getting reps with Aaron Rodgers and you know Randall Cobb. It seems has become kind of the the veteran presence. Uh, in communicating with a lot of these young guys and Mercedes Lewis, of course, in the tight end group. So there's veterans out there, but there's no substitute from catching balls from number 12. And we know that Aaron is very particular when it comes to um, route running, when it comes to being in the right place at the right time. And you just can't replicate this with live reps come training camp. Like you need to get out there as fast as possible. So I was really happy to see Aaron there. And to your point, Wags, he didn't look like he was forcing it. He legitimately looked like he wanted to be in Green Bay playing football. So it was really good to see that the leader of the pack is back and seems like he's in for the long haul going forward now too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I think that's a good segue into some of the other offensive observations that we're pulling out of Camp Dane. And I think the perfect place to start is with that wide receiver group. Uh, We've got the first Look uh, with the normal guys, uh, obviously with Aaron out there on the field, but the rest of that first team offense and uh, young guys in uh, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, as you said, Samari Toure uh, made some big plays. Danny Davis uh, was uh, popping up in our feed multiple times with some big catches and practice the last couple of days as well. So a, a lot of new guys out there. And and you didn't mention, I don't think, Sammy Watkins is another guy that um, certainly is going to want to do everything he can to get in sync with number 12. And uh, he's been out there as well. So, um, Dane, what are some of the things that stood out to you? I, I think in terms of the wide receivers and the reports that we're hearing out of minicamp and practice the last couple of days.
1: Wags, I'll actually start with the veteran guy. I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to go with Sammy Watkins to start. I was really impressed by how he's handling himself and his position on this team. Uh, I, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but basically he was very honest and upfront, I thought, with Green Bay Media and saying that, listen, this isn't where I thought I was going to be at this stage of my career. I need to prove myself. Uh, I need to be healthy. He thought that he he might be done with his football career before getting this this call to come to Green Bay. He said he was sitting on his couch wondering if he going to play football again. Um, I like that honesty coming out of him, and I think he's coming in with a fire, and he sa- seemingly made some really nice catches. And, Wags, I still think he has something to give. Uh, in Green Bay I always liked his game it's always been a question of injuries can he stay on the field but he sounds motivated he's a fast receiver he adds a dimension to this offense now is he a number one guy at this stage of his career no but is he a guy who's going to be able to come in and potentially contribute with Aaron Rodgers I think he can be and you know Matt LaFleur comes in this week and says he thinks Watkins is going to be a piece of this offense so uh, he's gonna the Packers didn't sign him If they didn't think that he was going to make an impact on this team, I know his contract is team friendly in the sense that he is not guaranteed a spot, but all that said, Wags, Watkins is coming in with the right attitude to go ahead and try to earn a spot. And we've seen veterans in past seasons come into green Bay, earn spots and make a major difference. Razul Douglas, Devondre Campbell, others across the board. So excited to see what Sammy Watkins can do off the bat. He's got the right attitude coming into green Bay.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think both of us were pretty cautiously optimistic about that signing, but recognizing, I think, early on um, that he may not be a lock to make the team, and he right. still isn't. However, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, he's approaching things the right way. And the fact that Coach LaFleur said that in a future tense, almost affirmative mm-hmm. manner is is not something that you heard necessarily with how he talked about a guy like Devin Funchess last offseason. That's a good point. And yeah. you could draw a lot of similarities between those two guys. Veterans, former number one picks, oozing with talent, maybe some injuries that have derailed certain portions of their career one of the things that Sammy Watkins seems to be doing that's exactly the opposite of what Funchess was doing is he's hanging around in the facilities getting his workouts in and showing up to OTAs and I know he as you said he he wasn't there for all of the OTA practices but he was there this week at minicamp and it seems like that familiarity with Coach floor from when they were in Los Angeles together um, certainly probably bodes well for him. Mm-hmm. Now, he's still going to have to go out there, stay healthy, and prove it, particularly over the course of training camp, uh, if he's going to carve a rollout for himself. And he's got a lot of young, hungry guys coming up after him. So, Dane, one of the guys that popped out to me, Romeo Dubs, I wasn't sure that he was going to necessarily make an immediate impact, and and I'm not saying he will as a wide receiver, more likely as potentially battling for that punt return job, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, Dubs, by all accounts, was getting some run with the ones in practice the last couple of days, mostly with the twos, but they're going to give him a long look, and Dane, I think this is a kid that is showing that he could be a steal as a fourth-round pick. Um, early indications are, at least, uh, a lot of the things that we were excited about when we picked him uh seemed to be showing up right away out there on the football field. Uh, so he certainly has a lot to learn, don't get me wrong, but it's a I think a really good sign when these guys can come in early on and some of the skills that they showed as football players at the college level, if they're going out there and it's translating right away at an early on in practice, um, when you get some of these veterans out on the field, he's not wide eyed out there. It sounds like he was out there making plays. So I'm mm-hmm. um, really excited by the early reports um, with Romeo Dubs and what he was out, able to show out there in the first couple of days of practice as well.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, he's got really good hands too. I think I I read of like one drop so far in minicamp for him. He he looks like he's a very smooth, polished receiver. And it's kind of an interesting thing, right? Because Christian Watson, I think they think has kind of the, the big ceiling, but I've read a couple of reports that they might think Dubs is a little bit more NFL ready today. So it'll be a fascinating thing to watch, but Wags, a big piece of that too is the punt return duty. And he's had an opportunity to be back there with Amari Rogers, Randall Cobb. uh, A few other guys have been able to field punts, uh, particularly in the first day uh, of mini camp on the seventh. But, um, let's let's pay attention to what he's able to do. But I, you've got to be encouraged early. The Packers have, have had an ability in some past seasons to land some guys a little bit later, not necessarily first-round pedigrees that have been able to contribute. Could Dubs be the next guy to do that? The opportunity is out there this year as, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, you know, we're not in pads yet. It's June. There's a lot of way to go. But that being said, it's nice to see some of these young guys flashing early on in camp.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I think another guy and we can talk Christian Watson a little bit, but, um, Samara Turek, how about him? He was just out there and mostly with the, uh, twos, but he was out there and making plays all over the field. And another guy that, uh, Dane, I think both of us said, don't be surprised if he's out there making an impact as a receiver, maybe even ahead of, of dubs and Watson early in camp and in practices. So I don't, think that necessarily projects to anything long term not going to sell this guy short but um i am not going to say i'm surprised by it but uh, definitely pleased that that seemed to come through a fruition at least for this this last couple of days of practice and i think it sets himself up nicely i'm talking about Toure now um to take that and build on that heading into camp uh, he's got a great shot to carve out an opportunity to make this 53-man roster as well. Um, So, Dane, I think that leads us to the question. We're talking, okay, who the Packers are going to replace uh, MBS and uh, Devontae Adams with. We're just gutted in terms of depth. And suddenly it seems like now we're talking early on, at least at this point, who are the odd man out going to be because um, almost a good problem to have with the the way that this young talent has been showing up in practice the last few
1: days. Yeah, let's see how they they show up. You know, once the pads are on and and the bullets start flying for real. But you've got to be really impressed by what Tori's been able to do. I mean, yesterday alone in the the, the second day of mini camp, they they practiced inside because of the rain, and he had a couple big chunk plays in the two minute drill wags. I mean, he had I think a sideline catch. Uh, Obviously, we haven't been able to see the video of some of this stuff because the Packers hold it pretty tight. But but Torrey was able to have a a sideline catch, another one over the middle for a couple massive chunk plays during two-minute drill. And that's where it's as competitive uh, as you're going to get during practice. So nice to see him making an impact early. And, Wags, I also saw that he was making an impact on some special teams plays as well as a gunner. So, I mean, the Packers are working him in, right? He's a guy – Late round guy, he's going to have to earn this roster spot across the board, not just offensively, but if the Packers are giving him looks early on and he continues to, to produce, he's going to make that decision hard for, for the coaches and what more can you ask for as a seventh round pick?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so transitioning then to another position group that I think we well, both one more guy. Talk. I just I oh. want to
1: mention uh, Winfrey seemed to have a really nice uh, uh, first day of camp, had to drop out the second day, but was really, uh, by all accounts, carrying himself really well, made some nice impact plays, actually had a touchdown against Jair Alexander, which anytime that happens, I don't care if you're in pads or not. That is not easy to do. So I want to just give a quick shout to him just because that's that's not easy to do. And hopefully the injury isn't long-term that they kept him out for on, (laughs) on the second day of practice
0: yeah i mean that's just another guy right that's in the mix and right. it's, it's going to be a, a tough competition there that wide receiver group for sure and and that's without alan lazard in the mix for yeah. for the mini camp, so he'll certainly be part of that at some point as well so um yeah okay dan so moving over to that offensive line um i think what's gotten most of the attention is Josh nyman still at left tackle uh David Bakhtiari not practicing part of the rehab group and we've touched on that recently and a couple of po- uh, episodes ago um, so we don't necessarily have to go deep into that but I'll, I'll allow you a window to update your thoughts if you want uh, and then Cole Van Lannan uh, yeah. is that right tackle which is a little bit of a surprise to me. I guess not a ton of options there. We saw Royce Newman got a few snaps at right tackle as well. Um and he has experience playing tackle at the college level and on the right side certainly, spending most of last season at right guard. But Dane, I I, I guess I I'm, I'm just going to open this up to you. What are your thoughts on that? Because we kind of expected that Yash Nyman might be flipped over to the right side is this any indication of what their plans are going into camp and in the season, or is this really more just where there's things stand today? David's not out there practicing. So what's your read on how they lined up on the outside and across that offensive line in general?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it it was fascinating to watch. And I mean, I thought it was telling wags that they started to, it seemed like a little bit more on the second day of mini camp, they rotated those guys and they flipped them. Uh, with uh, Van Lenn playing the left side and Yash playing the right side. But I think it's clear the preference, uh, at least early on here, is Yash continuing to play left tackle, Um, which, uh, I mean, I thought he played so well last year. So the question becomes – I mean, this is a pretty deep question. Is David Okay. Is David Bakhtiari okay? And we, you know, I don't want to speculate. We talked about it the last podcast, but um, or are they trying to prepare Yash a little bit more on the left side? I mean, it remains to be seen. I do think, though, long-term projection, if David's able to come back, I think Yash is going to move over to that right side of the offensive line. I know from our conversations with him, it seems like he's kind of getting prepared for both sides of that thing. But early on, to see him primarily play left tackle. I thought was actually pretty telling. And then you mentioned Royce Newman going over to right side as well. So it seems like the Packers are giving a lot of options at the right side of the offensive line right now. Yash in the mix, but also playing a, a fair amount at the left tackle spot still. Uh, yeah, you
0: well. and I both like to stay optimistic here. Yes. but um, And Shadeed here says debach will be back next month. I hope you're right. I hope so. I really do. Shadeen Kali in our Facebook chat says d will be back. But um, we don't know for sure. I, I guess what makes me nervous about this is you would think that if d going to be back sooner than later, it would behoove them to get Yash some reps on the right side. Um, We know Elton Jenkins is unlikely to be ready to go and will probably be physically unable to perform List start the season, and he projects to perhaps be the long-term replacement um, at right tackle unless Yash shows that he's just going to lock that down and and, uh, Jenkins comes back at a guard position. But this is a little bit troubling to me just for the reason that... um, that Yash could have probably gotten some snaps on the right side, unless the coaching staff truly believes they would prefer to keep Yash at left tackle. And he's going to be the backup to David Bakhtiari if, or when he's able to return and is not going to be given an opportunity to start at right tackle, which would be surprising to me. Would that, would that not surprise you Dana? And I guess there's still time for him to get reps at right tackle in training camp. Um, if, if David's ready to go, but, it seems to me that uh, Yash showed that I would think he would have been be ahead of Cole Van Lannen um, as one of the top five offensive linemen. Now, maybe Cole's made a big jump uh, since the offseason. He only had one snap out there last year, so we haven't had a lot of opportunity to see him. So I, I don't want to sell Cole Van Lannen short either. Um, they might just feel he's the best option on the right side. That's certainly a possibility. But from what we've seen out there on the field, um, I think both of us certainly expected that would be Josh Diamond. So um, I, I don't think there's any reason to think he can't still make that transition. Uh, I, I just don't think it's totally ideal that he hasn't been given as many reps as possible in these OTAs and in mini camp uh, to get more opportunities, to get comfortable uh, over on that right side as well.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think that Yash is is um, very likely, should everybody come back, knock on wood healthy at some point this year, I think he's very likely the swing tackle where they're going to ask him to play a little bit of both. Uh, and I think that um, there's a possibility that Yash is playing an awful lot of left tackle throughout uh, training camp. Uh, still, uh, especially if Bakhtiari isn't able to go or they, you know, they want to hold him out. But I think the Packers are being extremely cautious right now and they want to make sure that they have somebody that they're comfortable with at the left tackle spot should David not be able to go. And that guy, I think they're going to put their trust in is Yash. So I think that they're they're going to hedge their bets a little bit. With the knowledge that, um, you know, Yash is a good enough athlete and he's a good enough football player that when they need him and they call on him to go over to that right side, I think they're going to ask him to do it. Um, I agree. It'd be nice, you know, if we kind of had a little bit more clarity at this point. But um, I think we'll know a lot more come early August of of the full plans of Yash Nyman. And I think we're getting a a snip right now. But I have a feeling he's going to be playing both sides of that offensive line at some point this year.
0: For sure. Uh, last thing I had on the opposite uh, yeah. side of the ball uh, reports are a lot more packages with both Aaron Jones. Um, I knew you were going to yeah, bring this. Yeah. Up. And A.J. Dillon out on the field. Well, how can I not? Dane, we've been calling for this for the last year plus, mm-hmm. And it's it, can I just say it's about time and I, this isn't. This isn't WAGs trying to be like, oh, I'm smarter than the coaching staff. So don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying here. But why would we not want to get both of those guys out there and some of the sub-packages that they have? It, it, it was kind of stunning to me that they didn't take advantage of that. Uh, now, perhaps part of that was if they were just a little bit nervous about the depth at, at the running back position, um, especially uh, with some of the injuries that they had uh, mid season. That could be the case. I don't know. But certainly, I think it makes sense that those are two of your bigger weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Let's lean on them. Let's give the defenses a different look. Um, Certainly, it enables you to move Aaron Jones all over the field in motion. And, And I think that's going to be a big part of this offense this season.
1: Yeah, no, and, and Shadeed saying in our chat, don't forget Kylan Hill and Patrick Taylor. Uh, we talked about that a little bit, Wags, that I, I think that, I mean, there's a possibility that this season, especially, I thought Patrick Taylor played really good football against Detroit late in the year. Um, you you and I both have talked about how damn good Kylan Hill was prior to the injury. Question becomes, is Kylan able to come back uh, right away or is he put on the pup list to start the year? But I think the third running back spot for the Packers this year could actually get some run based on the fact that we are going to get some A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, a little bit of extra uh, on the field at the same time. And and I think Aaron Jones can be an absolute weapon in the passing game, even more so. I feel like in past years, we're like get that ball in Aaron Jones' hands in the screen game, in the passing game, get him out front. He's shown that he's a pretty natural receiver, um, when when needed. And, and honestly, A.J. Dillon has been a heck of a receiver at times too. Um, like He's much more comfortable catching the ball than I think any of the scouts had anticipated when he was drafted by the Packers in the second round. Um, so I'll tell you what, I love the idea of Aaron Jones getting out there, putting him in motion a little bit more. He's just too dangerous and he's such a matchup problem. You can't put a linebacker on him. So now what? You've got to try to commit a a safety or maybe a cornerback to Aaron Jones opens things up in the passing game. I love the idea. Get your best players out there in the prime moments. And that's what I think they're I'm hopeful that they're working on with AJ Dillon and Jones this off season.
0: Yeah. And Dane, maybe we need to, put a bug in the Packers uh, coaching staff's ear to hire Mike Sherman as a special consultant and get that screen game going. we <laughs> with AJ Dillon, I I'm telling you we've got a history of those big backs going back to I'm um, on green. Uh, you know, you go to Eddie Lacey and I think AJ Dillon needs to carry the torch of big rumbling running back in the screen game. And it, it makes sense. It's, it's hard for when you get some big bodies in front of a big running back like that in a screen out in the open field, you're asking corners and outside linebackers to try to shed those blocks and make a hit and bring them down. It's hard to do. It's hard to bring AJ Dillon down under normal circumstances. Um, So I would really, I know that's not been a, big part of the offense uh, under Coach Lafleur, but I think that's an opportunity as a wrinkle uh, potentially. So that's not a prediction necessarily as much as it's an additional request from Wags now that we're getting more two running back looks out there as
1: well. Well, Wags, I mean, as we start to look at how this offense could potentially unfold with the mini camps, I mean, I start to look and I think there's a real possibility that the Packers carry five tight ends. Like I know it sounds wild, but in this offense with what they do and you look at the names on the roster, I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility, especially if they're looking at special teams as a portion of this with Daphne and Tyler Davis. Um, you know, and then obviously Tanyan will see where he's at, but it, it it's it's gonna be an interesting it's going to be just really strange to see because we're going to have a couple of running backs out there at times. We're going to have multiple tight ends. You know, we're going to have Lazard, who's kind of the enforcer wide receiver. We're going to be rotating some of these young, other young wide receivers in and out of there. But um, I think we could see some quote unquote abnormal um, offensive sets this year in this Matt LaFleur offense to maximize wins. Kind of like we saw when, uh, when Devontae Adams was hurt in some of these previous years, the Packers found a way to win with some of these other guys catching the ball. I remember Jamal Williams getting a lot of run out of the backfield. I think we're going to see a very creative Matt LaFleur this year using his best guys to move around on the field and get open for some scores for us.
0: For sure. So Dane, um, I think we better take a break and then uh, when we come back and break, we'll talk a little bit of the defensive side of the ball. First look at, Kai Walker and uh, Devonte Wyatt. So, before we do that, let's talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Of course, it's the NBA Finals happening right now. So, um, right now, if you bet, make any five dollar NBA bet, you get one hundred and fifty dollars and free bets Woo-hoo! instantly. So great deal going on right now. If you use our promo code TPPN on DraftKings Sportsbook. So Dane, um, I don't know if you have any um, recent picks or any recent wins betting on the NBA finals
1: uh, with DraftKings. Two and one, Wags. Two and one. Uh, my my wife is not a uh, Celtics fan or a Boston fan at all. So she's all in with Golden State right now. Um, but you know what? Normally, we wouldn't even have NBA basketball in on the house. My wife would probably be watching like 90 Day Fiance or one of <laughs> these other reality shows. But because of DraftKings Sportsbook, she's really gotten into uh, into the NBA playoffs and certainly to these finals. Because you know, you can bet using promo code TP. They're giving you that $150 in free bets, and it makes the games that much more interesting. So folks, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and go to promo code PPPN. Receive that money in free bets. If, If you've already got it, ask your significant other to download it. It might save you some reality TV and get you some basketball instead.
0: All right. Thanks, Dane. So download that uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Dane, shifting then over the defensive yeah. side of the ball, I think we've got the rookies. Um, certainly want to talk about them. Um, and uh, also a little a little bit of news on the cornerback. Um, where I'm saying, I think there's a lot of interest in who's going to play that slot position. Yeah. But first... What are your impressions from the news we've gotten out of practice the last few days? Quai Walker. Um, he's running with the ones. and yeah. also, Apparently on third down, he's uh, coming off the edge. So, uh, I, I mean, could you be any more excited about this guy? I, I, I did not expect Packers to take an inside linebacker with their first, first round pick this year. But the more we hear about him and the more we um, get to, he, to see him in action with uh, tape and, and what's the news that's been coming out of camp the last couple of days, how can you not be super excited about what he could bring onto the field?
1: It's fantastic. I, I mean, I, I feel like the Packers are giving Quai uh, every opportunity to earn these spot these snaps. And I think that, you know, Chris Barnes, um, he passed Chris Barnes in this mini camp. And we like Chris Barnes. I think Chris Barnes is a really nice football player, but the Packers didn't draft Quai Walker to sit on the bench, right? Um, I'm glad though that They see enough in him. He looks fast. He looks fluid on the field. He looks commanding. He's big, man. You look at him. He's 240. And I love the notion that they could keep him and Devondre Campbell on the field in that nickel defense. But then on third down, obvious passing downs, if you can load Kawhi Walker on the outside and use him as yet another pass rusher, that adds a level that I don't think I had expected when the Packers drafted Walker. That's just not something I thought that they were going to expect him to do, but clearly they saw something on tape. They were giving him an absolute, very real look the second day of camp at the at, that edge spot on third downs. And they were letting Rashawn Gary rush inside and stunt inside. So it, it was an interesting wrinkle and in development on this defense and something that I think is welcome. If he can produce even a little bit on some of those third downs, that adds a whole different dimension to this defense. And it makes him that much um, more, more – um, dangerous on first and second down playing in that nickel role. You never know what the Packers are going to ask him to do. And that's really exciting to hear.
0: Yeah. And I think some of the comments from coaching staff and coach Barry and um, coach el <laughs> I'm paraphrasing here, but he flies around, he makes plays and coach Barry mentioned uh, what Devondre Campbell gave to the defense last year. In that regard, and already in the same breath, saying Kawhi Walker can bring some of that onto the defense as well. So if you can make what Devondre Campbell did last year and multiply it by two and line up another guy, and I know he's young, he'll probably make some mistakes, uh, but just in terms of potential impact. That's that's difference making stuff potentially for this defense. So that's really exciting. I, I think we'll have to be patient, and we'll as as you've been saying with the offensive guys, we'll see when they get in pads how right. that translates. Uh, but for him to step in right away and um, already be running with the ones um, says a lot. I, I think uh, Coach Olavadi said, you know, he just commented on his his studiousness is clearly had the love for football. And so those are some of the things that you don't see on the field, but certainly the coaching staff are going to see that behind the scenes in the meeting rooms. And those are the types of habits you like to see in a young football player. Um, He's coming in as first round pick, but, clearly he understands that he has a long way to go to improve and and to uh, understand how to be successful at the NFL level. And so uh, having a guy like Devondar Campbell in the room to lead the way, I'm sure, sets the tone. Uh, but that's no guarantee that the young rook is going to come in and fall in line. And um, I certainly I think from what we've been seeing and hearing, Kawhi Walker is definitely falling in line and showing that he has a lot a potential impact to provide out of the field. So that's that's really exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, he looks like the real deal, um, just sideline to sideline. That's what's so exciting to me. It's like another fast defender. I can't tell you how many times we've watched Packer defenses over the years, and you can just see that the inside linebacker is just a little slow. Uh, to to make to the play and that's not that they're not making tackles I mean talk about how many Packer inside linebackers over the years rack up 100 plus tackles but they're three four yards downfield we saw Devondre Campbell last year who you know made impact right away and was making tackles right at the line of scrimmage if we have another guy like that that can also cover a little bit and come off the edge I mean shoot look out we're just scratching the surface of this defense
0: yeah fast and physical that's the other part of it it's it's fighting through blocks it's coming downhill it's it's making those hits at the line of scrimmage so you know it's it's one thing to come downhill and get out of position but if you're physical and you can take on those blocks stay in position and make a play uh, i mean then we're talking kind of next level right so that's that's a dynamic that this packer defense hasn't had Gosh, I can't even remember. I mean, we'd have to be going back to probably the early aughts. Um, you know, maybe, uh, realistically, not even then. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, um, it was just a different time. We had a four three defense. Uh, it's, I, I mean, we really haven't had two impact inside linebackers since we've had a three four defense no. in Green Bay. So, um, uh, so an in, in, in interesting potential development. Also, is Ray Wilborn uh, seems to have moved cool. up in the depth chart, uh, so you know that's that's something to keep an eye out for because Ray, I think Packers one um, want to give a long look for his potential you know, real strong contributor on special teams. So I think that's part of this, but they're not just putting him in there to get the reps. And so it's certainly a good development from him. If he's able to earn a backup spot at the inside linebacker position, that really solidifies his opportunity to make this 53-man rosters. We know what he could potentially bring on special teams, Um, but, you know, if you're that, fifth inside linebacker that can contribute on special teams. That's kind of a numbers game. So Ray Wilborn, I think, uh, certainly had a good week
1: and uh, positioned himself well in that inside linebacker group as well. Yeah, I'm excited for Ray. I mean, that, good for him. He had a really nice camp last year. He was a guy that was able to stick and earn a practice squad spot. I thought he really popped the last couple preseason games last year. Um, so to be able to come in and 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 show you know what he can do, here it doesn't totally surprise me i but I, you know you and i have talked about him in the past i i just i'm excited to see him get the chance to go and earn a spot on this team i think he's very athletic uh, for an inside linebacker and talk about physical another guy that's extremely physical so if he can continue to stay consistent over the course and once we get in pads which i think he has the ability to do i think he has a real real shot to earn a spot as maybe that fourth inside linebacker made some run with the ones in minicamp, uh, was cycling in kind of in that, that you know, with the twos as well. So they're giving a very long look at Ray Wilborn, and I think that's good. His stock is definitely up after this minicamp.
0: All right. So lo- lo- talking about our other first-round pick, Devontae Wyatt, yeah. on the defensive line, I, it, 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 again, paraphrasing some of the coaching staff, just some of the physical uh, tools and uh, ability that he brings is not coachable and that's and that 's um, from a defensive line coach um uh montgomery and and jerry montgomery and that's that 's something that stands out in uh by all accounts in practice yesterday second second practice of mini camp uh he got uh, moved over to the one yeah. so may have already gotten promoted, and so both of our first round picks uh, are showing enough that uh, the coaching staff are rewarding them early on. And, and again, I can't stress this enough. They're not just doing that because they're first round picks. They're going to make them go out there and earn it. And for them to earn it that quickly uh, tells you a lot. And Devonte Wyatt <laughs> already getting out there with the one. So potentially he's someone that's just jumped Jaron Reed and um, is going to be lined up next to Kenny Clark. And that's, a very exciting development. I'm I'm pretty stoked about the potential uh, for this defensive line to be one of the more talented groups that we've seen on the defensive yes. line in the last, um, you know, recent memory. So uh, it, Devontae Wyatt's going to be a big part of that. If he's not ready to go or if he has a setback, um, isn't able to come in and have a strong camp, that's, that's not going to debilitate this defense by any means. But if he has the ability to make that immediate, Impact um, early on. I think that's going to be something that could could really significantly play play, play some dividends for this defense um, and uh, help with the depth that we have on that defensive line as well.
1: Wags, uh, this defensive line, the top four is deep: uh, Kenny Clark, Reed, Wyatt, T.J. Slayton, and and actually five: Dean Lowry. I I didn't even mention Dean Lowry. The top five is deep. And what I love about this is the mix. Um, You you talk about the, the stud and Kenny Clark. Folks, Kenny Clark's still only 26 years old. So 26-year-old stud Kenny Clark, you've got the veterans in Reed and Lowry that are kind of those tried-and-true defensive linemen, but then you've got this potential and somebody like TJ Slayton, who really seemed to come on late in the year for this Packers defense, and then Wyatt, a first-round pick. So they've got this mix of stud, veteran presence and potential all mixed in on this defensive line. This is the deepest D line on paper that I recall in some time. I am eager to see them because the Packers are going to be able to rotate these guys through and and stay fresh as games wear on offensive linemen, I think are going to be like, holy smokes, I got to go up against this guy. And then two snaps later, new body. in. it's like, I got to go against this guy. Now that's what this strategy is with this defensive line. And the Packers clearly invested on this front, they went outside and got a veteran. They went outside and used a first-round pick. And and to your point, Weg, Wyatt, um, you know, I think it says something about his mentality, too, and Qui Walker, that these guys aren't coming in with a, a, a um, you know, um, with their, their heads aren't too big. If they were, the Packers aren't promoting them right away. These guys are coming in with a mentality of I'm going to go earn this. And the Packers are rewarding that early on and they want to keep getting them looks. I love to see it. I think the Packers have all the potential in the world on defense this season.
0: Yeah, for sure. So real quickly, um, since we're coming up on 40 minutes, uh, it's amazing, Dane, how much we can get going when we talk Packers. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about that cornerback group. And uh, Eric Stokes was absent from practice on Wednesday for undisclosed reasons. But it's been interesting in practices, by all accounts, uh, uh, basically a a rotation of guys playing that slot corner. Kaizen Nixon, early indications are he's, basically the fourth corner right now and so it's an interesting development i think they're all kind of vying for the opportunity in some ways although you know I would expect Jair probably will stay on the outside more often than not. Perhaps they do rotate guys just to um, be able to get the matchups they want. So mm-hmm. if there's some versatility where where they line up, that might not allow defenses, or I'm sorry, off, opposing offenses to exploit um, mismatches. If they think they can get them uh, against these guys, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's something that could be a, a real advantage for this defense as well. Uh, so, Dane, I'm curious your thoughts on how that's been developing. Heck, even Darnell Savage got some looks at, <laughs> yeah. at, at the slot. So, um, it seems like the Packers really are looking at this secondary group, and I've got to think they're figuring, we've got so much talent. Let's try to develop as much versatility yeah. as we can, and then we can throw this uh, so many different looks um, that it's it's almost – like playing offense in reverse where the offenses are usually trying to put the defense um, uh, in mismatches and it's reactive. Perhaps the Packers are looking at it like this defense with the weapons we have, we can force the offense to have to react to what we're doing and where we're putting guys on the field as well.
1: That's a really good point, Wags. And um, yeah, I think week to week, we might see different guys in different position groups. If there was one word really to describe the Green Bay Packers as a team, it would be versatility. Uh, uh, position groups, they love seeing guys that can do different things and kind of fit into different schemes, depending on the week and depending on what the, what they're drawing up. Um, Wags, I love that we're getting another year under coach Barry's defense. The communication should be crisper. I think there's more talent across the board on this defense And, and you're right. You know, the, the, it's, it's so fascinating to watch all these different guys to kind of take in their hand at the nickel spot. Um, You know, Keyshawn Nixon, we saw him kind of playing as the fourth cornerback right now. Um, But, you know, that remains to be seen if that continues. Um, You know, I I, I, we saw Sean Davis getting a lot of run at that third safety spot, which was another thing to, to kind of keep an eye on. And he looked really fluid without pads on in that third safety spot. Uh, Razul Douglas already took one to the house in practice, um, as did Vernon Scott. So I think this is going to be a very active defensive back group. We know who the top three guys are, but there's going to be a hell of a lot of competition on the back end of this cornerback room. And if that safety group go three through six, as they're trying to fight for probably that last third and fourth safety spot, maybe a fifth spot, but will it remains to be seen. So Wags, um, yeah, I love the flexibility that these guys bring. There's a veteran presence on these Defensive backs, and there's a lot of pride there as well. I think there's a lot of internal competition amongst these guys. They're going to be pushing each other to be the best on this defense,
0: for sure. Um, so, Dane, I just have to touch really quickly on special teams because there are a couple of notes on a new punter, Pat O'Donnell, that I think I, I just stood out to me. Pat O'Donnell um, took a high snap from uh Stephen Wertle uh and placed it perfectly uh for a successful field goal for for Dominic Eberly. Uh Mason Crosby was with the rehab group. I'm sure that was more probably just a veteran rest thing. Um so, okay, that's cool. And then he also hit two punts off the ceiling of the Don Hudson Center. So that's kind of cool too. I'm just throwing this out there. Um, I'm really glad the Packers signed Pat O'Donnell as the punter and holder. <laughs> I think that he could fix a lot of our problems right off the bat. And that's just one guy. Um, so really pleased to hear some early news that um, tells me that it's not just coaching, it's a lot about execution as well out there. I think it's a mix of both of those things. Uh, And Pat O'Donnell, by all accounts, is a pro. Uh, He knows how to do both of his jobs really, really well.
1: Yeah. Wags, can we maybe figure out a way to um, snap the ball cleanly? To our to our specialists, because I would I think really Jack
0: Coco that. should probably uh, get an opportunity to win this job. Yeah. is is my answer, and I'm hoping he I can. Agree. Honestly, I, uh, nothing against Stephen Wardle, but we got he he got his opportunity to get promoted last season, and um you know was a little uneven. Let's be honest. So and uh, not saying he can't get the job done and improve, but I, I I'm kind of in the mold that if you're a, a long snapper or a specialist. I've got sort of a short leash. You can either do the job consistently, or you can't. I'm ready to move on to the next guy if you're not going to be consistent with it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, you know, it's it's time, and I you got to think that they're going to be able to find somebody that that can can get this job done we've already got two long snappers in camp and weggs if neither of these guys can get it done they might bring in another guy right and there might be some more movement because i don't think they're beholden to either uh wordle or, or coco but i agree i'm i'm actually eager to see what jack coco can do uh he's got an interesting story they brought him in he he tried out against another long snapper so you know not not to belabor the long snapper portion of our podcast but the reality is it's important we saw it last year how important it can can be with breakdowns of special teams. So they just need to find somebody who can be consistent. They don't need to be all pro, but I just want to make sure that more often than not it's hitting the punter in the chest. Cause I'm, I'm tired of watching punters jump up on the ball and try to pull it down. It just, it can't happen in December at Lambeau again.
0: For sure. So Dane,
1: any other closing thoughts here as we wrap up for the night? Um, no, I mean, it's it's just good to have football back in Green Bay. I mean, I, we're going to see a little bit more of this, and then come July 24th or so, the Packers throw the pads on pretty quick after that. So I we're going to be broadcasting live from camp again at some point this season, off season, and I'm just ready for Packer football. Bad taste in my mouth. Sick of the San Francisco 49ers. Let's go get a ring this year.
0: For sure. So, uh, folks, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Um, Shadeed, if you're still on, Send us a DM or an email. We're going to send you a Lombardi's Legend t-shirt and Can koozie. You've been awesome following and you've earned it officially. So um, thanks thanks for being a, a great, great fan and always giving us some great feedback and insight. Um, and, David, thanks so much for joining tonight yeah, as well. I appreciate you, David. Uh, Dane, I am... Really stoked for the next few weeks. We've got some some more interviews lined up, so stay tuned. Uh, we're trying to stay weekly uh, here in the off season. Uh, I know that we skipped this past weekend, but figured it'd be better to come on Thursday, and I'm glad we did that so that sure. we get a full mini camp update here. And so we're gonna be coming back here, I think, in short order uh, over the next few weeks. And um, Dane, as always be legendary go pack go go pack go every year i know we are gonna go hard we've been that team ever since bart star all my cheese heads go pack go ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no i ain't a bad sport and i'll even wish you good luck only thing i will